Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners and macabre murders from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 143. It is. It is. That's a big number. Is it? Mm. Why? Because it's bigger than one. Well, well done. That's the extent <laughs> of my genius. This is incredible mass. Consider your mind blown, Nick. <laughs> 143 is bigger than one. Also, I can't count. <laughs> I one, 143, seven, and that's it. How are you, Nick? I'm okay. Are you good? Do you feel good? No, feel good? Yeah. Bumbling along. No, very nice. Yeah, looking up curtain samples. Oh, very Nick's exciting. Great interior design escapade yes. is happening, people. And I think we need to document this. <laughs> It's not that exciting. You say that, Nick. People have seen your Lego and they have had feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick is going to redecorate the uh, the Poison's Cabinet cottage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that we live in in the woods. And it's very exciting. I've been roped exciting. into many design decisions that I don't think I should have been involved in. No, you shouldn't. Because you went, no, that's horrible. Sorry, there was one pattern you picked out for a curtain and it was shit. It was not shit. It was ghastly. It was bold. It, bold is one way it of saying ghastly. and potentially slightly over the top. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me, is this too OTT? And I went, yes, absolutely. That was not the right answer, though. <laughs> you went to go, no, it's amazing. Then we together, like we're a fucking married couple. <laughs> Picked out a lovely, lovely fabric. We did. We picked out some lovely fabric for some love of fuck's sake. I mean... We were talking earlier about this weekend we're going lampshade shopping for fuck's sake. I mean, you are my wife. <laughs> and we enjoy it. Oh, we do. It's, we do. Uh, it's terrifying. It's lovely. Let's go a curtain picking, shall we? This is very exciting. People weigh in. If you do want to have a full update, how full an update do you want on Nick's redecoration when it starts? Do you want to see the fabric samples? Do you want to see the paint going up? Do you want to see inside his mind? Frightening prospect. Oh, I think people would be into it. Yeah. I don't know how many true crime fans are also into interior design. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a very weird Venn diagram going on there. But it exists. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But four people in the middle are going, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> any poisonings this week? Uh, possibly you, if you don't like my fabric choices. <laughs> Is this what kills us? Yeah. You didn't even like that fabric. You weren't sure, and I helped you decide. Yeah, fine. <laughs> you went to indulge me in my crazier moments. What? What is our entire friendship based <laughs> exactly. on? Exactly. It's entirely me following around shops, going definitely buy that, definitely buy it. <laughs> Screw savings. Screw your pension. Buy more Lego. Didn't work this time, did it? I'm there to stop you from making bad choices. This is true. Like the time you helped me pick out my wedding dress. And I picked out a dress and I was like, I think this is nice. And you went, it's shit. I did not say you it was shit. You said it was awful. You were like, I may no. Have, I may have said no. I did not go look at you and go, it's shit. You you got there. <laughs> you went no immediately. And I was like, I think it's quite nice. Like, no, it's awful. <laughs> and I slunk away. <laughs> and then you found a lovely dress. It was lovely. Thank you. <laughs> and now you found lovely curtains. <laughs> See, it all worked out well. You had a wedding dress. I've got my curtains. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Why do I feel like you're going to get married in these curtains? <laughs> I'm going to make them so they also convert into a cloak. It's going to be great. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I am Nick. <laughs> Marvellous. Well, speaking of picking out curtains and drinking heavily while doing so, I think it is time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. And I'm sure their curtains are delightful. Oh, send us pictures of your curtains. Absolutely. I'm sure Hayley Mae's curtains are wonderful. <gasps> and also Lois's curtains. And Sophie. And Alexandra Lewis. And Ashley Alexandra. Brilliant. Brilliant blinds, I understand. Oh, blinds. Oh, there's some Roman blinds going on. Thank you very much, you lovely people. You gorgeous, gorgeous, sexy people. Yes, do do send us pics of your curtains. (laughs) Don't send nudes. We like curtains. What have you done with your windows? We want to know about it. Well, Nick, are you ready? God, no. Mm -mm -mm. To drink cocktails and talk about poison. (laughs) Or we could drink poison, drape ourselves in some curtains. And talk about cocktails. You have me at curtains. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with the first one. Hooray, yep. hooray, hooray. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell and it will flavour our cocktail of the week. My story, some my pick. Mm. And this week's secret ingredient is... Yes. Hypnotism. Ooh. <laughs> look at my eyes, look at my eyes, look at my eyes. <laughs> look at the watch, Nick. Mm. Yes, hypnotism. Hypnotism. Now it's a big thing. It is a it is a thing. Yes, it, it is. It is, it is a quite thing. big. Yes, it's a big swirly eye thing. Yeah, there's a few different things you can do with that, such as such as well, I'm sure there uh, maybe there may well be some hip- hypnosis based names for cocktails. Oh, that's good. So like so, a Spengali. So something. Yeah, I'm sure there are things like that. And someone on the Instagram people have suggested a few. Oh, have there, they? There's a, like a hip- hypnotic gaze cocktail Ooh. and all these sorts of things. Then you've got all the synonyms and things. For, yeah, mesmerism. Yes. And all those sorts of things. Then Stary, stary man. Stary, stary man. And then you've got eyes. <laughs> Just eyes. Just eyes. You could have an eye. But we, we've had an eye-based cocktail. We did cocktail. eyes last week. So, yeah. But you could have you could have gone with more eye-based <laughs> things. Who who wrote as a suggestion? Eyes. Eyes. So, I thought there's, there's a few bits out there. But we, mm. we're going to have a pocket watch. A pocket watch. Yeah. Oh, very good. I'm okay with that. <laughs> You're I'm okay. okay. Follow the pocket exactly. watch. Mm. Exactly. Does that work? Well, I don't know. I think it's the idea of having something to, to focus on, isn't it? While listening to a soothing uh, While listening voice. to a soothing thing. But I don't, I don't think it necessarily has to be a pocket watch. Monotonous. Any sort of pendulum-y type monotonous thing to focus on, I think, is the idea. <laughs> Um, but if you're in, in your magician's outfit, you're going to have a pocket watch. They're probably going, what? Well, follow the rabbit. Follow the rabbit. As you, <laughs> as you pendulum a rabbit in someone's... I mean, um, that would mesmerise me. And like, it's a rabbit. I'm worried. But... So, I think it's less relaxing. <laughs> I like it. Well, I think it is high time for us. Come with me now. Come with me, Nick. Come with me. Look into my eyes. Let's go into the poisonous cabinet kitchen and shake up a storm. See you in a minute. We'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. Well, Nick. Pocket watch. Pocket watch. It is neon. It is very neon. This is the most neon-y <laughs> drink I think we've ever had. Um, no, I wouldn't go that far. But it is, it is certainly... the neon drink? It's certainly very colourful. I'm holding it up against the, the computer screen. And it is limey, <laughs> neon-y, I want to go dancing it's kind of thing. good yellowy twang to it. Which makes me scared because yellowy normally means twiggy. And unnatural goodness. Unnatural, unnatural. <laughs> oh, and it's a long drink as well. Nice, yeah. hefty, hefty with ice. I think we're just going to dive well, in. Oh yeah, well, absolutely. That's all we can do, really. I was expecting something maybe a little bit more classic, like a, I guess a brown drink or some sort of yeah. Victoriana kind of ah, a pocket watch, whereas this looks futuristic. This, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, okay. In the future, they don't use pocket watches. No. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, mm. Ooh. Oh, 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 hello, the future. <laughs> oh, hello. The future is here. Oh, there's a lot going on there. Oh, I like it. I, 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 my initial thoughts is I like it. <laughs> Ooh. My, my Ooh. eyes are wide, bloody open. <laughs> oh, I was not expecting that. That's it, tart. Yeah. Tart. Tart, tart is a word for it. No, I, um. I was just calling you a tart. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's brought out the bitch in me. Oh, I'm liking that. Oh, I like that. That is... <laughs> oh, that's woken me right up. It really has. That's, yeah. that's going to put some pep in your step, isn't it? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. Off on one. Let's go dancing. <laughs> Let's go dancing. Mm-hmm. Let's go and get that lovely gold curtains. Let's go. <laughs> We're going to hit up that all-night curtain shop so much. <laughs> I don't know what's happening in that. So, so okay, I'm going to guess citrus. Some sort of citrus. Some sort of citrus. I'll give you that. Lemon? Lemon. 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 Is there saffron in this? Nope. But there's something else twiggy. Herbally. Twiggy. Oh, oh, Strega. Nope. Fuck you. I thought you were going to go that one, but no. no. Oh. 
got yellow chartreuse in it. It's got yellow chartreuse. It's got yellow. I can't taste it. I know there's something herbal in there, but it's not the, the yeah, I hate it <laughs> kind of taste. What's all the other stuff? There's, there's two other stuffs. Gin. Nope. I don't know any other spirits. <laughs> there's, there's no, surely there's no more booze. <laughs> Triple sec. Nope. Um, rum. Nope. Whiskey. Nope. It can't be whiskey. Um, oh, tequila. Nope. Y- your mum. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Who? I don't know. If you get them, I will be amazed, to be honest. Is it a fruit? Nope. Is it a, a, a twig? Yeah. Is it twiggy? It, yes, I'll give you... Tw- Benedictine? Nope. Tw- think think lower than twiggy. Herbs. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Herbs? <laughs> but they're lower down than they, branches. Yeah, they're on yeah, the ground. But think lower still. <laughs> My first thought was soil. Soil. It's got mud. It's got mud in it. Mushrooms. <laughs> Bones. <laughs> Bark! A bark of a tree, quinine. What? What's happening? <laughs> That's a very good question. What is happening? Because this is terrifying. Oh, you need to tell me what's happening. <laughs> okay. What's in it? Suze. Oh, God damn it. I should have thought of that. Sue. Gentian root, which does have, again, a yellowy hue. So, yeah. So, we have lemon juice. We have Suze. We have the yellow chartreuse. The last thing. Yeah. Kirsch. Uh-huh. Kirsch. Yep. We've never had that yet. We've not. No. I bought a bottle especially. So a different, so yeah, a cherry eau de vie. Yay! And that's it. It's those marvelous. Those things mixed up. It's bloody good. That's so good. <laughs> a yellow chartreuse. Oh my God. Oh. Yellow chartreuse is, I'm warming to yellow chartreuse, clearly. Green chartreuse can die in a ditch. Yellow chartreuse is, is, is a kind it's one. It's not, yeah, absolutely. It's nowhere mm. near as, as twiggy as the green. Either that or I've just been beaten into submission. Oh, no, no, it's, 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 it is nowhere near. It is much more of the Strager vibe, which you like the Strager. I do. So Kirsch, first time Kirsch has been on the podcast. First Explain time, yeah. Explain Kirsch. It's a cherry spirit made of cherries. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, I'm, I'm really good like that. Um, <laughs> we have, we, we, obviously, the maraschino cherry liqueur is yeah. our favourite and we use that an awful lot. Mm-hmm. This is something slightly different. So you'd have Kirsch in, uh, use it in cooking quite a bit. I think you get used it a lot in cakes, like Black Forest Gatto yes. and stuff like that is doused it's in quite, Kirsch. It's harsher in a way, Kirsch, when I think I've it can it. be, yes. I think it can have quite a... It yeah, stands up to cooking. Yes, absolutely. It's, mm. it's got quite a high alcohol content. Whereas maraschino um, is, is fruitier and floral. Slightly more rounded and yeah. floral and, and sweeter, whereas Kirsch, yeah, absolutely can be quite... Yeah, and then the Sue's, the, the bitter... A bit of gentian that we've we've had a few times before. That is marvelous. That's really good. I'm, oh I was goodness. I was skeptical on that one, but no, that's really. Oh, I want good. more of those. I know we had we had a spare Negroni on the Got side. But on the I, side. I, I want these because these have woken me right up, and we have a lot to get through. So. Okay. <laughs> well, with the pocket watch firmly pocket in watch. hand, swinging it along, yeah, twirling it. You ready for a story, Nick? Oh yes. Wonderful. I have decided this week I was going to do a story. Okay. Had something in mind. Yeah. For which hypnotism was valid. Thought, gonna do a little bit of side research. Google exploded. Okay. To the point where, haha, the case that I haven't <laughs> had in mind is not the case I'm doing anymore, but will be done in future. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. Hypnotism is very much the theme of this week. Excellent. Much like you have somehow convinced me that yellow chartreuse is okay. Hypnotism. Possibly from the power of the mind. Yeah. These are some of the stories we're going to cover today. Now, normally we cover one case. <gasps> You've got more than one. We've got a little collection. Because this week we're going to ask, is it possible to use hypnotism to get people to commit crimes? No. Or maybe even murder? No. And can you get away with it? No. You'd be surprised, Nick. <laughs> if the answer was no to all of that. <laughs> Me and my cynical ways. No. <laughs> well, maybe I will convince you otherwise. Okay, yep. Yeah, I look forward to being convinced. Week. Because when you ask that question, you type that into Google and go like, have people committed crimes under hypnotism? <laughs> people, have people committed crimes? Yes, yes, they have. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Ellipsis. Under the influence of hypnotism. You'd be surprised how many cases crimes, there are. Crimes, yes. I'm okay. Murder. I'm. I yeah. I'm. I'm okay. Tell me. There are some gems out there. Mm, oh, I have no doubt. I'm not sure it's a great sort of. It's not one of those things you can plead, is it? Really, sort of plead not guilty, guilty by insanity, hypnotism. Oh, you can. Oh, Nick. you can. Oh, oh God, you can. <laughs> it's astonishing how these all happened long ago. Oh, I'm, I'm not. It's not come across in many of the courtroom dramas I've watched recently. Well, hypnotism is open to interpretation in the modern day and age. Now, Mm. we'll say this as a caveat. 
when we're looking at cases of hypnotism in the past, we're very much going into the past and we're looking into the traditional oldie timey ways of hypnotism. Today, you could call this something else much more unsettling, much more upsetting about coercion, about yeah. all sorts of things like that. So let's take it as read that we do understand that. We are talking about old-fashioned crimes and we are going to treat some of these things with humour. It does not seek to lessen the experiences of anyone who has been a victim of something that is unsettling these days. However, these are old-fashioned crimes that I've purposely picked because they're quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And there's been long enough time has passed. <laughs> So hypnotism, we could look at things like cults. Cult yes. isn't, isn't like being a member of a cult, a form of hypnotism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, negative conditioning. Yeah. Famously, famously, Suzanne Atkins claims she only participated in the horrific murders of Sharon Tate and uh -huh. her companions because she was under Charles Manson's hypnotic spell. She said that. Yeah, but you say hypnotic spell yes. in... Not necessarily being hypnotized to me. Exactly. But in a slightly different... That's what I talk about in a modern interpretation. Yeah. Mind control of sort of you know, being completely taken in and brainwashed yes. by someone. And you say that I was under a spell. He may as well have hypnotized me because I went on to do these awful things. Mm -hmm. But there are, as I said, a few cases where criminals have stated outright that they only committed their evil deeds because someone had put a mesmeristic spell on them. Okay. They've gotten the pocket watch out, swung it about. So shall we start with a little armed robbery? Why not? Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Some people may now be thinking about Darren Brown, the heist. Do you remember that yeah, famous yeah, yeah, experiment yeah, yeah. he did? Yeah. Because of a combination of conditioning and suggestion, he got most of a group of people to commit an armed robbery that wasn't an armed robbery. Mm. But it just shows the power of suggestion and the power of all of these kind of just like tricks of the trade that you can do to make people do your bidding. I'm not sure if it's actually referenced in the program, but there was a case in 1951 oh, okay. in Copenhagen mm -hmm. where a man named, I believe it's pronounced Palais Hardrup, walked into a bank, held up at gunpoint, demanded money, shot two employees and killed them. Okay. He made his escape on a bicycle. Mm -hmm. Practical. Practical. Quickly caught by the police who <laughs> <laughs> were just running. <laughs> What's going on? Gave himself up in the streets, a little mm. bit dazed. Now, during the investigation into his background, and it seems pretty cut and dry. This guy walked in, tried to rob the bank and shot people. So it's Yeah, him. yeah. It's plenty, plenty of witnesses on that one. It's definitely him. But a man named Bjorn Nielsen called the police during the investigations and said the bicycle that Hardrup had used to get away was his and it had been stolen. And he just wanted to make absolutely sure that he was not a suspect in this robbery because it wasn't <laughs> him. It definitely wasn't him. Yeah, my, my bicycle was there, but I had nothing to do with this. Which okay. makes the police go, we need to look into your Yeah, past. we need to have a conversation, I feel. Yeah. So it would turn out that Nielsen and Hardrup were former cellmates. They had been jailed for technically treason during okay. World War Two. Cell together, they were cellmates. And guards and inmates at the prison reported that Nielsen had been practicing hypnotism on Hardrup for years. Okay. They had shared interest. They had shared interest in hypnotism. And Nielsen was the person practicing hypnotism and Hardrup was the person who was under his spell. Right. Had been using him like a puppet. He did his bidding. The police believed that he had taken this manipulation to the point where he had convinced Hardrop to go into the bank, commit armed robbery, to kill certain people and take money out for him. And Hardrop was essentially innocent. Okay. <laughs> yep. How do you feel about that? No. No. Why? No. What? <sighs> okay. I have an issue with hypnotism, which I may be, I may be entirely wrong. All right. So get it out now. Get it out now. <laughs> Because there's uh, going to be a lot in this there's episode. Gonna, there's going to be a lot of it in. <laughs> that it, it's the sort of thing that allows people to do what they would have done. Mm. It gives you license to do something that ordinarily you would never conscience doing. Yeah. But it gives you license to do that. So, yeah, you're up on a stage. You're going to cluck like a chicken. You can because you're hypnotised. What the fuck? Who cares? Because you've been hypnotised. How many people want to do that? I don't think people want to, but I think it gives you license to be... To do something, that, yeah, that and be be uninhibited exactly. To do something that you would not ever normally do, hmm. because you now have an excuse or you now have this, yeah, this freedom to do it. That's uh, interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, and that will come into bearing in some of the stuff we're going to talk about. Did Hardrup? Big question. Did he want to go in and shoot people in that bank and rob them? Did he want to rob a bank? I don't know. Well, who, who knows? 
We did not know. He, could, he may well. He's, he was in prison. Mm. Um, yeah, they were cellmates, so obviously he had some some criminal intent mm. behind him potentially. Just so. make him an armed robber. Just make him an armed robber. Treason during World War Two. Maybe but, he yeah, just sort of thing, a fighter. If, okay, or, but if you're if he if he felt that his his situation was difficult enough, he needed money, or whatever. Then okay, this is the reason. This is a good an ex, not an excuse, but this is a, a way I can mm. that I can do what I want to, what I think I need to do. When we get out of here, we'll go rob a bank. We'll have money. You've given me the reason to do this. Well, both yeah. Hardrup mm-hmm. and Nielsen were sentenced to life imprisonment. Okay. So Hardrup, who committed the offence, but Nielsen, who was his cellmate and people said was the puppet master was also sentenced to life in prison Mm -hmm. hardrop's mental state was consistently examined and studied and all sorts of things were made back and forth about should he be in jail should he be in a mental institute should he be released because he was just acting on behalf of this hypnotist and others going should should nielsen be in prison because did he actually do anything they were both released in 1967 nielsen committed suicide in 1974 by taking cyanide. Okay. Nod to the poison there. But mm. the case is intriguing because it was everyone else who said that Hardrop had been hypnotised. It was the guards of the jail. It was the other inmates. They all said he was under Nielsen's control. They saw them practising and they were the ones who were saying, no, 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 he mm. was his puppet. He was his puppet. You can imagine someone being under someone's control like that. Especially in a, I suppose maybe potentially in a prison environment, someone yeah, a, a weaker personality that is overcome by mm. or dominated by a stronger personality or something like that. Yeah, and then okay, then he gets dressed up in this idea of hypnotism or mind control or something, but it is in fact just a very incredibly toxic relationship that, that happens. But to dress it up to say okay, now this now you're hypnotized and now you're not hypnotized. They said it to the point because they actively were practicing mm. hypnotism they were trying to hypnotize each other or they were very vocal about this is hypnotism it's not just a toxic dom yes. sub relationship yes, sort of thing yes i'm having sex with a man because i'm hypnotized yeah not well, there's, no, there's no there's no implication <laughs> that they were having sex they were just this is this is what happened they were both guilty of the crime in the end yeah so it's intriguing it's, it's mentioned yeah, indeed in, in the adults of time. Now, let's look at more evil manipulation. Okay. So this story, I'm going to tell with a dash of humour, tell the funny side of it, because there are elements of this which, which, <laughs> which you can't not laugh at. Okay. But this is not to belittle the reality that was possibly facing one of the people involved in this situation, if it is to be believed. Oh, okay. So the story has limited resources because the names of certain people in this have been protected over time. The writings and the and the story comes from the writings of one medical hypnotist who was brought in on the case, wrote about it, and other people and other historians and other medical practitioners have written about it later on. But also, wow. Okay, I'm intrigued. So, in 1920, 17-year-old mm-hmm. German girl who was known as Miss E. We don't know who she really was. But she's a German girl. She's from um, Heidelberg. And she's travelling on a train. She's travelling on a train, alone, in a carriage. As and one does, on a, a train. And mis- a mysterious man comes into her compartment. He says, don't worry, I'm a doctor. I'm a That's doctor. Fine, he wants to sit, he wants to talk to her. And they chat. He introduces himself as Dr. Bergen. And they travel and they talk. And at one point they stop at a station. And, and in the olden days, when you stop at a station, you stop for a while yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And he said, yeah, let's, let's go get a coffee. Let's go to get a coffee in this lovely cafe. And they sat and they chatted and they were they were getting along. And at one point, suddenly, the doctor seizes her hand and looks deep into her eyes. Gets his pocket watch out. Suddenly, Miss E felt she had no will of her own. She was at his command. Yeah. But what she needed to do was give him lots of money and also some sex. Right. Have sex at him. At him. At him. In the general area. (laughs) Not with him, but just at him. Just at him. This is a 17-year-old girl. Yeah. This is a 17-year-old girl. This man is not a doctor. No. It's probably not going to surprise you that he's not a doctor. He is a con artist. Yeah. It would later emerge. A real name is Walker, but we're going to call him Dr. Bergen. And he had practiced the art of hypnotism, and he knew how to corrupt a young, impressionable woman mm. like this one she's engaged to be married she is a respectable woman as as far as we know but she is powerless to resist this creepy doctor and he would build up a series of trigger words and gestures to get her to do whatever he wanted okay this would go on for seven years 
Wow. Okay. During this time, she got it's a married. Long old train journey. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got off the train. <laughs> Let's go round the world. Round the world. Yeah, look my eyes. Look my eyes. There we go. The round the world was a whole thing, the perpetual notion. She got married at this time. She got married to Mr. E. Mr. E. Known as Mr. E. But this man had her under his control for seven years. Okay. He has hypnotized her. He has manipulated her. I'm uh, I'm going with manipulated rather than hypnotized. Well, at this point, what might you be thinking? Mm. No judgment. I want his skills. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible you might think, okay, is this a liaison by a young woman and you can sort of go, oh my God, he hypnotized me into all yeah. sorts of things. Uh, maybe that happened. Maybe that maybe. happened. Maybe there was some sort of agreement and liaison. However, to just pass it off as like, oh, he hypnotized her and that's what she said happened. This case, as it was written out by later by experts, was that she had no knowledge of what was going on with her that this man had literally implanted in the same way that we can see with Darren Brown and people who are experts who are not trying to corrupt people but can show what con artists can do was planting a series of trigger words in her heads and gestures and touches which meant she would just blank out and forget what was happening and that's a horrible thought that is a terrifying thought yeah for if you're being swindled out of money and also being used for sexual favors yeah which is is vile thought horrific if that was what was happening so she is going through her life for seven years for seven years this is going on mr e her husband uh, eventually cottons onto this but seven years later right he has no knowledge of any of this going on at the same time well she doesn't have any knowledge this is the way the case is sort of presented later on that she just comes home and is is there with her husband and then she disappears at periods of time and her money vanishes and she comes back slightly disheveled yeah disheveled and and he's (laughs) like oh well that's a woman is a mystery yes there we are i don't know what women do he does start getting a little bit like are you okay are you okay love we've had four children we've never had sex (laughs) what's going on (laughs) so he eventually becomes event eventually Eventually. becomes suspicious because his wife is not only being made to do whatever this man wants in the bedroom area she's also getting psychosomatic pains and ailments which he seems to be implying in her, which is fucking sadistic, if that is true. But Mr. E becomes suspicious. Why his wife keeps suffering these odd pains? Where's all our money? Why is she clucking like a chicken at dinner? What's happening here? So now the evil doctor thinks, hmm, hmm, we don't want the husband ruining everything. Better kill him. Oh, God. And let's have the wife do it. She's under his control. I just hypnotize him as well. Well, he may not be susceptible. Would you be hypnotized? The, the whole thing, isn't it, is that people yeah. who are hypnotized, it's like, you know, when you go to a hypnotism show, the, the people p- who are susceptible yeah, yeah, yeah. are the ones who can be who can be coerced. So, husband, probably not. I don't know if the doctor ever turned up and just went, ooh, look at the pocket watch. <laughs> and the husband went, which what? is weird. What's, what's going on? It's a, nice, a very nice watch. <laughs> um, it's, it's very nice. He's like, let's have the wife do it. And Dr. Bergen decides to implant instructions in her head of how to get rid of her husband. Mm. And what follows is a series of six slightly farcical situations where the wife tries to kill him by following the doctor's instructions like a robot, but fucks it up every time. Nice, okay. Missing things. So she buys poison for her husband Mm. from a uh, a furniture cleaner and says to put it in his food put it in the food in this sort of quantity but she uses the wrong kind of spoon while she's automated (laughs) kind of doing it then then he's following her around all day and she can't actually put the poison in the food because he's with her she's like you must be alone and because he's with her the whole time she can't actually do it the doctor then tells her to shoot her husband go and get his gun and shoot him in the head so she goes programmed gets the gun stands over his bed while he's asleep and fires the gun he didn't tell her to put bullets in the gun so Mm. she's just firing an empty gun at this guy's head i don't know if he woke up at this time to see his gun just (laughs) clicking clicking a trigger at him (laughs) are we all right love do we need to talk she is told to cut his brakes on the motorbike that he rides cut his brakes and he gives her really specific instructions about what screw to unscrew and all it involves is that the husband sort of falls off his bike kind of the his motorbike comes off as he goes yeah he's like oh no oh my oh 
everyone's like, he's he's injured, but he's fine. Give him mushrooms, poisonous mushrooms. She doesn't give him enough. He just shits himself for a bit. And then he's like, what's happening? Put powder in his coffee. She looks at the powder. She pulled a bit out because he's, she's been programmed. Do this exactly. But it doesn't. life doesn't work out like that. So all of these attempts are made on her husband's life without her apparently knowing. Okay. You are looking cynical I'm, yeah. right now. Mm. 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 <laughs> you have thoughts and feelings <laughs> but mm. husband's not dead yeah, the, doctor, not. Yeah. the doctor's like oh for god's sake now he doubles down and thinks okay this is becoming very suspicious about, yes somewhat I need to get her to kill herself okay right okay so what we know he is doing is based on the latest psychiatric help that she receives and she underwent to undo all of the hypnosis and all the programming and she she goes to the doctor to get a massive amount of sleeping pills and the doctor's like you seem very upset and not okay (laughs) i'm not giving you any sleeping pills you mad mad woman good for him yeah good good doctor good doctor there's all sorts of elaborate things about her when she's explaining this back about like she's trying to kill herself, but people are around and they stopped her. She says that when she returned to Dr. Bergen, he made me feel dreadfully upset. He said I would die in terrible torment, that my whole blood was becoming pus. Oh. He said it would be better if I would kill myself rather than suffer through that death. He advised me to jump off the train when it was moving, but only when I was alone. He said such a death would be painless. I was convinced and I firmly decided to carry this out on the way home because I believed myself to be terminally ill. But on the train, I got into a conversation with an elderly lady to whom I confided my misery and she comforted me and drove away the thoughts of self-destruction. Right. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> By this stage, Mr. E is like, Something's not right. Something's not right. You don't say. (laughs) I know this sounds fantastical. That's why I said there was limited resources, but it is from this one report. He goes to the police, helping, stating that his wife has been swindled out of money and is being tormented by this mystery doctor. But Mrs. E can't remember. She can't remember who he is. She doesn't know where this man is. She knows something is wrong is happening to her. But, and this this can happen if you mm. have been conditioned. You're like, I know something's happening, but I can't say who it is or where it is. Yeah. I need, he, she needs to have her brain picked apart, essentially. And the police do call in Dr. Ludwig Meyer, who was at the time a very respected medical hypnotist who is able to work with her and is able to unpick this and slowly ascertain the whereabouts of Dr. Bergen, this con artist. They're finally able to get his description. They find out he has been arrested actually at the same time because he's been passing himself off as a doctor uh, and someone else went, no, you're not. No, don't Someone who was so. not susceptible but to his pocket watch. He is arrested. The case went to trial in 1936. Dr. Bergen was sentenced to 10 years in prison for larceny and practicing medicine without a license. Not attempted murder or anything Not like attempted that. murder, not rape, not coercion, yeah. not any of this. Apparently one of his assistants named Alfred also got four years, which is a little upsetting. Yeah. But that is a case that went to trial that yeah. has been written about and several other medical practitioners have written about it. I, I kind of was like, really? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm very much thinking of the same. <laughs> I did look it up again and again going... Okay, but people okay. Have, have written about it yeah. and they've talked about it. And like, I okay, have no doubt. But, but really? <laughs> However, it's one that's hilarious in some parts, but also a little bit disturbing. It's very disturbing. It's very disturbing. This could happen. But, yeah. But what do you think? Because you're kind oh, of I like... I don't know. Hey, I'm, nah, 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 nah. I'm generally very, very cynical yeah. about most things. Okay. And that's valid. Yeah. Oh, I don't... Oh, I, don't I just... I really don't know. Because I'm, I'm, I've always been of the belief that hypnotism... You can't be hypnotized unless some part of you wants to be hypnotized. Mm. And I could be entirely wrong in my... Perhaps it's just me going, no, it's never going to happen to me. No, my brain is like iron. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're quite, uh, you, I notice you're always quite fearful of that mind control thing. No. Oh, I think it's very unpleasant. Yeah, it's, yeah. A horrible, it's a horrible thought. It's a horrible um, thought that someone can get into your brain. Someone gets into your brain. So I, I, I choose to believe that you, people can't unless... Unless there's a part of you that wants sort of rel- relinquish that control. Anyone who tried to hypnotize Nick, I dare you. <laughs> no, don't. No, no, no. no. You, be... you will. They will destroy them. They will melt like the opening of the Ark oh, of the Covenant. It will be the easiest thing ever. <laughs> so I'm like, they haven't even got the watch out of the pocket, and I'm like, <laughs> I'll do anything you want. I'll do anything honestly. You want. <laughs> 
No, I think it'd be the opposite. I think a hypnotist would come in and they would walk out a broken person. <gasps> My mind is warped. <laughs> they're doing your yeah. bidding. Suddenly they're out <laughs> buying an, ice for Negronis. I have an, I have an army, of, army of hypnotists at my back on call. <laughs> so, no, uh, no, I don't think that's true. Um, but that, I mean, there's there's a sad element to that story because oh, God, it is yes. a young woman and if she's been manipulated by a man and it could just be coercion. It could I don't think, this, yeah, this... I think it's very difficult to differentiate between what yeah. is sort of hypnotism. And I, when I when I say hypnotism, I always think it in a sort of like a stage yes performative type thing and i think anything like you're describing that i think that is just manipulation and i think that is absolutely sort of psychological manipulation Mm. um, and coercion of of someone who is perhaps more vulnerable or yeah, yeah more susceptible but i don't think it's i still have an issue with thinking that's of that as hypnotism it is, and, and I wouldn't have included that story if it wasn't for the whole piece about her trying to kill her husband unsuccessfully. Yeah. And that is recounted in detail, which is kind of pause for thought where you go, you know, is this as simple as some farcical film kind of setting where he said, go to the drawer and open the drawer and then get the gun and then go over and fire at his head and she didn't put bullets in. And you're like, oh, for God's sake, she can't do it right. Or is this her covering for various yeah. murder attempts on her husband? Mm, it's i mean mm. i guess it's me another one it'd be really interesting to get i mean i would, I would love for row to be here right it'd be really interested to find out a professional view on on how that the yeah the, the power of the power of suggestion which the is power absolutely, of suggestion absolutely very and, and mm, we have we have one more story with this but yes i i thought about voice noting wrote <laughs> during this and i think maybe we'll try and get her if we can onto patreon because we've talked about this with colts and it was a fascinating yeah. debate about the power of coercion but we do have one more story, okay. a very famous story involving an excuse of hypnotism, but it is a good old fashioned murder. Okay. And it has more than hypnotism involved that made me go, <laughs> let's do this. But I think it's also time for a drink. Oh, I should think so. Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, when it comes to murder mm. and mesmerism, yes. we simply must discuss the Gouffet case. Must we? Now, I may be saying that wrong. It could be goof. It could be a goof. 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 <laughs> I quite like that. It has an accent over the E, so I'm going to do it. It is a tale of sex, murder, and alleged mesmerism. Lovely. So it is 1889, Nick. Sounds like a grand Friday evening. And we are in Lyon, 
in France. Oh, fancy. It's August. It's a hot day. Excellent. Hot, hot, sticky. Hot, sticky. <laughs> Are you just going to repeat everything I say? Yes. A road worker named Dennis Coffey is wandering down the road he just built, probably. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know if he just built the road, but he's a road worker, but he's walking down a road. Walking out well on him. Admiring it. Admiring Re- ooh, research. Such beautiful workmanship. And he notices as he's walking. Big old oil sack stuffed under a bush by the roadside. No one wants a big old oil sack stuffed under a bush. No, and it smells. Yeah, it's messy. It smells pretty bad. It's big and bulgy and oozy. <laughs> no one wants an oozy oil sack. <laughs> Dennis clearly decides that he should poke about in it a bit. Well, it's ruining the look of the road. <laughs> he likes his roads. <laughs> this is destroying. This is bad press for roads. Bad, exactly. No one will want to come to this road now if there's a big old yeah. sack that smells. Let's that out. So he just goes and rummages around and opens it up. Of course he finds... Cheese. A corpse. A cheesy corpse. A cheesy corpse. It's pretty cheesy by now. A decomposing body. Nice. Mm, it is oozy. It is not good. The body is whisked away in buckets, probably, for an attempt at an autopsy. They do an autopsy. They okay. do an autopsy. And the surgeon, who's puking as he's doing, oh, God, why? Finds that the body has been bound up by rope. Oh. oh. And the victim, a man, had been strangled between three to five weeks earlier. Ooh. So not too oozy, but oozy enough. Relatively oozy, I believe, at that point. <laughs> in the middle of the summer, in an oil bag, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be ripe. Ripe. A ripe uh, yeah. body. Two days later, an old travelling trunk is found near to where the body was dumped. Clearly quite soaked with uh, decay, with uh, juices. Juices. Bears a shipping label from Paris. Oh, fancy. Yet still no one can pinpoint who this corpse was. There's no identifying features, there's no ID. What has happened to this person and who are they? They even had people come in to try and ID the body. And those people just faint. Those, those, those people were scarred for life. <laughs> just collapse on the floor, puking their guts up. Yeah. yeah. No one can identify this body. The corpse is buried after the initial investigations. And they think, okay, fine, the, the case is closed. But the Parisian investigative unit have a suspicion as to who this corpse might be. Error. They persist during the autopsy, do all these things. They're the people who send in the people to try and ID this body because they think they know who it is. And all the people come away going, <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> okay. know who it is. Yep. But. Three months later, they manage to get hold of an expert criminologist, a man named Dr. Lacanzange. They dig up the body three months later. I mean, that's not, I mean, that's beyond ripe by that point, I feel. The doctor is like, don't. No, no don't. No, no, please no. don't. But yeah. Dr. Lacanzange works well. He works okay. well. He is an expert in his field and he is able to ID the body. Wow. He says the body is that of Augustine Gouffet, who has been missing from Paris for many weeks. How do you do that with just well, bones and gloop? Well, it's bones and gloop, but hair. There's still some okay. hair. Okay. And they have a hair sample from Augustine's comb. Ah, cunning. That they're able to match up. And old medical records of a back injury which they're able to match up with Ooh. the corpse. This is a good doctor. Clever doctor man. I mean, everyone there was like, no, there's no way of seeing him. He's liquid. And then he just comes in. He's like, I'm from Paris. I'm from Paris. And I have know. my Parisian ways. So they have a name for this corpse. Now, Gouffet had been a wealthy, respectable court bailiff in mm-hmm. Paris, was well known in the area, and there had been, hence, great interest in his disappearance. Now, he was a widower. He was raising two daughters, respectable man, good, mm. good, good career, known to many. And he was also known as being quite the ladies' man. Oh. Quite the romancer. Oh, indeed. Quite the shagger. <laughs> Um, okay. I shit you not, the month before he had died, he had shagged 20 women. Wait, wow, that's that's impressive. Yes, and we have that fact. I don't know yeah, how. Yeah, I mean, how? <laughs> I mean, that's also another question. I mean, was there, was how there, did he shag 20 was women? There, was, there, was, there, was there a diary? or The police were asking around, and that's all people said. Wow, okay. well, okay. They were like, do you know Augusti? Oh, yeah, he's oh, been yeah. nobbing everyone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 20 women. 20 women in a month. Uh, Monday to Friday, he had weekends off. I mean, yeah, we, we, well, okay. <laughs> Good for him. He was known as just a serial womanizer and and having quite the prowess. Also, it would seem. That women came a-running. Yeah, absolutely. Every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no one knew anything about his rest of his life. They were like, oh, he's shagged these people. He's really good in bed. It must have been because (laughs) if the police to have noted this, it means everyone they spoke to was just going, wait. (laughs) So there we go. He's shagging his way around Paris. Well done, him. And he stopped for a moment and people went, what's going on? Our wives are safe. <laughs> I mean, it gives you a lot of 
potential motives. Aye, it does. If he's, yes, he's shacking half of Paris, then there's going to be the odd husband of one would imagine mm. who's none too pleased about such a thing. Yes, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. So you're thinking husbands? Well, I think a it's jealous a jealous lover. A jealous, yes, someone, yeah, a jealous husband. It transpires the day before he vanished. He had been spotted in the company of one Gabriel Bombard. Mm-hmm. Now, Gabriel grew up in northern France, had a bit of a miserable childhood. Yeah. Her stepmother did not like her much, didn't nah. want her hanging around. Wealthy family, she was educated, but the stepmother just didn't want her hanging around, so she was packed off to boarding school. She was packed off to convents, and she'd act up. She wasn't a terrible, tearaway child, but she didn't get a lot of attention, so she was acting out, and she'd be sent home and then sent straight off to another school to the point where she was actually put into a corrective institute. Oh, wow. Okay. At the age of 20. That's very dramatic. Yeah, that's that's dramatic. So whether that's from her behaviour or from the family going, ugh, you're around. Yeah. I mean, convents and schools at this point, not known for their lackadaisical sort of how mm. jolly environments, to go from there yeah. to a corrective institute, must have been pretty harsh. And that was there in the corrective institute. It was rumoured that she underwent quite a lot of hypnotherapy. Ah, uh, right. Quite a lot of hypnotherapy yeah. to correct whatever they seemingly thought was wrong with her. While she was a girl. She was a girl. So that's Stop being a girl. Stop it. Yep. Stop it. Hypnotise her periods away. Absolutely. That's it. You're hysterical. Stop it. <laughs> Your womb trying to climb out. When she was finally let out of this institute. When she was a boy. When she was a boy. <laughs> when she'd fashioned a penis. She was let out and she headed straight to Paris. Like, ugh. I am going to live the high life. I'm going to be away from this horrible family. She described four for eight. She was. That's quite wee. Waif. Waif-like. Yeah. Tiny little waif-like, beautiful young lady. Lady, lady. <laughs> yes. a beautiful young lady. She was a lady. She was a very beautiful young lady. <laughs> I got into the accent too much. There, didn't I? She was worth like a beautiful young lady. Uh, she was. She went to Paris. Don't know where she's from at this point. <laughs> no. or where I'm Neither from? She. Actually, it's she's fine. I've lost my mind. <laughs> She goes to Paris and she wants to live the high life. And she is, of course, attracts the attention of lots of lovely gentlemen. Mm. She d- is out on the Paris scene. This is 1889. Ooh, glorious. Oh, glorious. La Belle Epoque. She is there. She is on the scene. She meets a gentleman named Michel Herod, who is in his 50s. So a lot older than her, but... But it's going to have a bit of cash behind oh, him, yeah. I would imagine. Pay he... for loveliness. Oh, absolutely. No, he's married. He speaks several languages, though. Mm. He's very artistic. He wants yeah, to take good. her out. He wants to sit on the Paris scene. He's not the most reputable of men. You know, maybe he has slightly shaded dealings and everything, and he doesn't go home to his wife a lot. Yeah. But he woos Gabrielle with wine and many, many words in many languages. Yeah. Maybe just one word in many languages. Sex. <laughs> Sex. Cash. Uh, Shiny things. Uh, les argent. Les vins. Le sexy sex. <laughs> Le sexy sex. Oh, <laughs> oui. oh oui, monsieur. <laughs> oui, monsieur. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? <laughs> the two become lovers. <laughs> so that is Gabrielle's story. Mm, but okay. both Gabrielle and Michel are known in the neighbourhoods, in the cafes that Goffet frequented. But on the night that Gabrielle met the bailiff, she was rather upset. Oh. Her and Michel had broken up. They'd broken up. She's very, very sad. She needs some comforting. Oh, and he's, he's going to have a reputation. Oh, oh, she knows about yeah, his reputation. Absolutely. And she makes it very clear in the street that she knows. Would he like to come back and prove <laughs> just yeah. how good he was? <laughs> oh, yeah. She'd heard about his sexual prowess and she'd like to invite him up to her place right. to show her his skills. Skills. Yes. His skills. He goes, okay, okay, yeah, fine, go on then. 100%. So they arrive at Gabrielle's little apartment, her salon. She slips into a silk dressing gown. Mm. Fancy. Yes. He reclines on a chaise long. Mm. Mm. She sidles up to him, pulls out a silk scarf, teasing him, wraps it around his neck. Oh. A little bit of role playing there. Oh my goodness! Oh my it's it's getting, oh, I'm getting all oh. flustered here. <laughs> Slips the scarf around his neck. Goffet finds himself being rapidly hoisted up into the air. I mean, that's. Oh. I mean, some people like that. Some people pay good money for that. Dangling on the end of a hook. He had not consented to this. I yeah, okay. And the hook is also under the scarf, under his neck, and he's being hanged. 
Yeah, that's less. Well, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> you gonna... were up. You were like, oh, 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 wait a minute. No. <laughs> he's not being hoisted up by some handcuffs. And so, some people have paid for a lot worse. <laughs> no, no, no. He's very much being yanked, yanked up in up, the okay. air. This is no longer fun. And choked. Yeah, that's. And choking to death. Yeah, the death business. Good. You see, Gabrielle and Michelle had not broken up. Uh-huh. Of course they hadn't. Michelle had come to Gabrielle asking her for help. Her help, his lover, his confidant. He needed help clearing his debts. He needed okay. to find he needed her to help him find a big fat rich guy. Okay. That they could seduce and kill. Right. I'm, I'm okay. And I did not see that guy. Michelle had built a special beam in Gabrielle's apartment and constructed a pulley system. Oh, wow. Okay, that's premeditated. So that when she brought the gentleman back, he reclined on the chaise long. She tied a little scarf around his neck. The guy put a hook under the scarf, hoisted him in the air to hang him. You're going to do that. I mean, this doesn't sound like a (laughs) one-off. If if you're building infrastructure into your house... (laughs) It's to sort of facilitate murdering people. It's quite Sweeney Todd, it but really reversed. Is. Up in the air, yeah, it's, it is. A, yeah, it's got very. Yeah, that's um, that's dedication to your art. Now, during this, it is alleged that before he's hanging there, he fell down at one point, he crashed mm. to the ground, and Michelle finished him off with his hands oh. by the neck. Obviously, not. You oh, know. <laughs> Sorry. <okay. laughs> oh come on now come on let's get our minds out of the gutter i'm sorry they're in there for sexy times michelle comes up from behind (laughs) finishes Finishes off so you walked right into that one he he suffered a little death yes (laughs) he strangles him he bloody strangles him on the ground rude (laughs) rude rude but he's dead. He's, he's bloody dead. dead. He's dead. He's had a great time, but he's dead. <laughs> I wrote that down. Finishes him off with his hand. His bare hands. His bare hands. <laughs> so he's dead. He's dead. Parker's dead. <laughs> they strip him of his money. They shove him into a bag and they shove him into a trunk. A trunk they've bought especially from London. Mm-hmm. So no one will trace where it's been bought from. Okay. <laughs> they shove him into the trunk. And then... That night, Michel goes back to his wife and Gabrielle has to stay in her flat with the dead with body. With the dead body. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Okay. Michelle's wife commented that he didn't snore that night. Slept very peacefully. <laughs> right, okay. That's a weird That's thing. A, hey, that is a weird thing, isn't it? Murdering makes me not snore. I know. You think snoring is that, isn't that a sign of good sleep or just that your I airways have, are blocked? I think, yes, I think, That yes. cleared my sinuses right up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cleared the sinuses good bit of murdering oh my god is murder the key to cleaning my sinuses well, maybe, maybe. i mean i'm okay without it but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there, there are points where i'm like i'll try anything <laughs> but yes the next day they traveled by train to leon with mm. the trunk the transporting trunk. it there they get to leon they pull the trunk along the trunk is beginning to smell it's not good it's august so they jump the body out of the trunk on the road near the river dispose of the trunk further down the road it doesn't seem like it's well thought out they're just going no, okay, why, why would you put the body out of the trunk and then the, the, trunk, the, the trunk is probably conspicuous so they're probably not thinking this through. Uh, you're, okay. you're, you're no, 300 no. miles from paris so they're yeah. gonna think this is not gonna be traced back to it so they yeah. and he's in a bag remember yeah, yeah so they shove him under a bush and they go get rid of the trunk down the road i'm assuming this maybe they had a much more well thought out plan mm. because no one thought of it bit of shopping then. take the trunk home Oh, yeah. Ready for the next one? Oh, no, no, they just left the trunk there, like further down the road. No one will draw this. Yeah, it was quite drippy. Yeah, so I leave that. So there you go. So the body disposed of, the couple fled to America. Wow, okay. And they they were successful in getting over there. They go to Dover first with Gabrielle posing as uh, Michelle's son. She poses as a boy. Okay. Cuts her hair, so sexy, sexy boy. Yeah. By the time they're on the transatlantic uh, crossing, she's his sister. Or his daughter, but she's a girl again. Yes, yeah, yeah, she's okay. So when they're traveling, the, the plan is to head for San Francisco, where she has family, and they're going to shack up over there. But Michelle clearly has developed a taste for murder. So on the voyage, they meet another man who falls for Gabrielle when she's a woman. Michelle is like, he's rich, he's rich, we can do the same thing again. We can do the same thing again. Slightly more difficult to dispose of the evidence on a boat. Well, not mm. more difficult, but more difficult to h- get away with it on a boat, I feel. But Gabrielle has fallen yeah. for the new boat. 
So she manages to ditch Michelle when they're in Canada. Mm, okay. Flees with him back to Europe and heads back to Paris. Heads back. All over the place. During this journey is telling him what she has done. And wow. he's like, okay. Yeah, wish you hadn't done with that. Yeah, but he sticks with her. Okay. She does not realise that while she's been gone on the long trip, the police have literally pieced together the bot and have identified her and Michelle as the potential killers. When she arrives in Paris, she is arrested. Mm. Some say she turned herself in and confessed everything. Others say she was arrested. And when she was arrested, she completely said, yep, admitted to everything. The reason she admits to everything is that she said Michelle had hypnotized her. Bollocks. (laughs) That she had been under his spell. That she had been forced to commit these terrible crimes under his influence. She was blameless otherwise. He had convinced her to do this using mesmeric powers. Now, maybe it is coercion again, but she Mm. was 100% that she was hypnotized. And it's taken to court. That defense is taken to court. Michelle is eventually captured in Havana. It takes nearly a year to get him. Well, he's down in Cuba, so he's Mm. having a lovely old time. But they (laughs) get him, and he is brought back to France to stand trial. The case begins in December 1890. Gabrielle and Michelle are on trial. Gabrielle is completely the star of the show. Oh, yeah. The press love her. They do piece after piece profiling her, and she charms the press. She is waving. She's blowing kisses. She is being coquettish. She's the innocent ones, but corrupted by this evil, evil other man. Absolutely. Sensational victim of a cruel mesmerist. Mm. The court on both sides have experts claiming absolutely that you can be responsible for committing crimes while hypnotized and also you absolutely can't be responsible (laughs) for committing crimes while hypnotized they argue back and forth they have experts going yes no yes no because who can bloody say say? yeah who can say in the end the jury decide that michelle erod is guilty of murder yeah i'll go with that he is sent to the guillotine okay gabrielle was given 20 years hard labour, which was seen as lenient. Okay. She was sent to an all-female prison, and she was released in 1905 for good behaviour. Good behaviour, well done, her. She spent the rest of her life as a dancer, and she died in the 1920s Mm. in obscurity. Mm. So there you go. There you have a collection of tales of horrible hypnotist. As I said, the story that I set out to cover... I didn't actually. You didn't cover. actually go. Okay. Well, we've got that to look forward to. But these ones were way too exciting well, to stories. skip out. So perhaps we'll have to come back for part <laughs> two the history of mesmerizing murderers. Mm, oh, very nice. Nice, mm. nice alliteration there. <laughs> <laughs> if you have stories of hypnotists who have committed crimes, send them my way. But there you go, Nick. What do you think? I, mm, oh, you're still not convinced. I mean, I'm still not convinced. I mean, I'm. Um, I'm glad that she she was sentenced. I mean, twenty years hard labor seems. I know you seen it was a lenient for the time, but it still seems quite harsh. She served fifteen. Um, she served fifteen years. Fifteen years for her part in a in a murder. That yes, no doubt she being young and impressionable, impressionable, yeah, impressionable, mm. hesitant to to say that yes, she's into, she's she's young and stupid and entirely innocent, and it's the the evil person who has done all these things. Michelle, yeah, but yes. Young, impressionable. What's the word? I'm trying to think of a word I'm looking for. I'm not sure what Naive. the word is. Naive and oh, perhaps overwhelmed by her. She's she's in Paris mm. and it's all exciting and and she's met this man who's got some money and is. But as you've so, said, this is premeditated. He has built a, a like well, a yeah, mental that, like, that like, a, like a brace. It's entirely in pre- the, premeditated in the apartment yeah. to hang the man. So yeah, absolutely. By. So he is most certainly, definitely guilty. Of mm. of, that, of that crime, but I do I do not believe that she is entirely she is innocent of the crime. That she is yeah she's oh yes it was all him he he hypnotized me into doing. But it terrible, stood up in court things. that that's her defense. Her defense said that she had been hypnotized by him, and yeah. that was the reason that she uh, was was a an accomplice. Well, I have no doubt it was him who came up with the idea because he was the one who needed the money and all this sort of stuff. So I I can well imagine that the idea was generated from him he's, it, the, he's the one who installed the extra lintel and the I think system and all that there's sort no of question stuff. about that it, it leans into this idea of hypnotists are this evil svengali yeah. kind of character who can she was not in control of her own faculties 
not doing it in a she had been abused or manipulative. It was like, no, he literally swung a clock in front of her and just went, ha, 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 you will do no. my bidding. Like some sort of magician like no. so that, defense. That, that I, was that, it. That, that, I, that I think is absolute nonsense. <laughs> that I think. Yep, yeah, fair enough. Someone is manipulate someone and coerces people into doing terrible things. Get mm. on board with that. So yeah, someone with a pocket watch clicks their fingers and turns someone into a murderer. Yeah. No, don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there, there are a few out there. There are a few that lean into, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he totally hypnotized me. And it's weird that that's not used more, I think. Maybe it's a small period of history because of that hysteria around hypnotism. Well, I would say yeah. hysteria because they feel that mesmerism was sort of coming into vogue again. Like, oh, my God, can people actually manipulate us? And then you would soon have freud and you would have psychoanalysts talking about really going into the depths of your psyche which which terrified people at the start but people going hypnotists can make us do things you do you do you do have that period of that sort of like yeah mid 1800s through to the early 20th century so Mm. so mid 19th century through the early 20th century where people were desperate to believe yeah where you have this huge resurgence in occultism spiritualism and spiritualism Um, and these the things about hypnotism and all this sort of stuff because people are desperate to believe in something. I th- I think especially when I think back to that sort of period where if you are if you're going to see a stage show of, with a magician mm. and a hypnotist and stuff like that, it is giving yourself over to the belief that there is something other there there is some oh, that, that is there, something otherworldly. There is something otherworldly that is that is that is doing this. That is so the, that someone has some sort of supernatural power. paranormal power and can control these things. Which I think there is a thread that runs through all those different, yeah, and they are they are different in their own way. But I think there is a, a common thread that runs through runs through those. Yeah, that's a valid point that maybe people were like, oh yeah, he has he has a power that we don't know about. There's very few cases where we can blame ghosts in history. There are a few, but just so, to say he hypnotized me. Yeah, but so, was that another way? It, it's not talked about in these cases. And I have drawn my own conclusions from this and I'd welcome any psychoanalysts weighing in on it. But in these cases, no one has turned around really in the writings that I was looking at to go hypnotism was a byword for coercion, for for abuse, for mental abuse. They don't say that at the time. It does seem to imply that no, no, no. They thought these were mesmerists. These, these, well, they, they think, thought they were magicians. Absolutely. At, and at the time, I well believe that absolutely. Mm. And I think that is absolutely because I, I think the. And wouldn't you use that excuse if you could? Well, yeah, absolutely. I think the idea of that sort of psychological coercion and manipulation things wasn't mm. really established at that time. I don't yeah. think there was there was that was a was a, a thought of possibility. So it mm. was construed in this sort of slightly magical otherworldly sort of terms yeah. that someone had this power that they could control people um whereas i think now it would be absolutely be construed as a a very manipulative process the latter two of the three that we've covered these are women who have said i was coerced into something and they've said hypnotism in a kind of a magical svengali way rather than this was abuse yeah the first case is two guys in prison and you've touched on the fact that maybe there was a different dynamic there. I th- yeah, absolutely. But people saying, no, they practice hypnotism. That must be, oh, that's really weird. But that was in the 1950s. Yeah. No, I, 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 I still go along with that one is two men. Mm. But I think I think the most likely, and this is for me in my soapbox of psychoanalysis that I know nothing about, but thinking that it's just a very toxic bad, pa- toxic power dynamic between yeah. between a very dominant character and someone who's probably less, who's probably very submissive and and needing that affirmation and, yeah, and yeah. that control from, from someone else. So it's, I think it's just a very, yeah, it's the same thing. It's um, fascinating that that was brought up in the case of that the hypnotism was a reason for it yeah. rather than let's talk about what may really have been happening there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I d- it's it's mm, it interesting. interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's a good one, and you look at these cases and think hypnotism, and there's all this Svengali mystery. And really, when you pick into it, you go ah, yeah, with the benefit of hindsight. Yeah. However, 
fascinating cases. Definitely. Really crazy ones. There are more to cover. And darling listeners, you may know more hypnotism crimes (laughs) that we should tackle. So what do you think, people? This has been one for debate. We've been debating the whole way through. What do you think about the old crimes that we've covered and the hypnotism arguments that people have put across? Do you believe these people genuinely believe they'd been hypnotized? Do you think that there was some, any credence in the idea that you can be hypnotized? And hypnotism is still practiced today. Mm. Do you think it's possible? Have you have you experienced it? Oh, do, yes, you that's know, been do, interesting. Do we, we'd love to hear about it and no judgment, absolutely no judgment. Do you think it's possible these people were absolutely under the control of hypnotism? Do you think there's something else going on there? What do you think of the different people and the dynamics? Do you know more stories? Please send them through. Jump on the comments of the social media channels that you follow and email us, DM us, send carrier pigeons. Tell us what you think because there will be a part two to this. So if you have more stories and more thoughts, we'd love to include them. But most importantly, you must, must, must mix up a pocket watch. Oh. I've gone down a treat, that has. Oh my God, it has. <laughs> That's really good. So yeah, absolutely. The recipe will be out on Friday. It's a lot of ingredients that not many people will have. Mm. I'll give you that. They are relatively specialist um, ingredients. If you have got them, go for it. Because mm. it's bloody good. Is there something you can substitute for the Sue's? There are, I mean, there are other variations of gentian root liqueur, but they are still a gentian root bitter mm. liqueur. So... Not to be honest, not that I can think of. You know what? Um, it's one of the specials. It's one of the specials, we, absolutely. We, that's what we do. That's what we yep. do. If you can't make it at home, go to that cocktail bar and demand it. Absolutely. Yeah, any got any good cocktail bar will have those ingredients. Yeah, well the recipe will be out. Take it to your cocktail bar, get them to make it, and then if you like it, buy the stuff. <laughs> if not, make something else equally lovely. There are many delicious cocktails out there. But take the recipe, show it to the barman and say, this is the poison's cabinet, do it. Do it. And then wave it in front of them going, do as I command, <laughs> do take, as I command. Take your pocket watch with you and all <laughs> shall be well. Hey, Send us pictures of what you are drinking this weekend and what you're doing, what you are up to and who you're hypnotising. Yeah. And please leave us a review on Apple iTunes if you haven't already. Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisoner's Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you. Bye.